seated. I'm writing some notes today, writing some, trying to gather my thoughts and write notes today, and kept on having different song lyrics coming to my head. Them songs, man, they, they stick around in your brain all the time. Sometimes it's all, everything goes back to a song. You're like, wait a minute, I can't, I can't take that note. That's a song. It happens over and over and over. But I know those are, you know, I grew up sitting on a pew and laying underneath pews and I was telling Brother Stevens, sitting under them Benita pews, and I know how many pictures I drew under there, under there with Crayolas and those songs. They're, they're good songs, you know. They're doctrinal songs. But boy, when, when Jesus really, as a grown man, when he really comes and delivers you and sets you free, those songs are, they're, they're exciting songs. They have, they have a lot more depth to them than just some words somebody put together. They got, they got life behind them. It's all in him. Praise the Lord. Oh, Brother Exxon, it's your moment in time. God bless you. What he's saying is keep it to a moment. I'm very thankful for what the Lord is doing, and um, glad to be a part of the work of God, and um, I just want, on my gravestone someday when I finally leave this whole world, I just want to be able to have someone write on there, he helped. <laughs> I just want to help in the kingdom of God. I don't have to be the beginning of it. I don't have to uh, be anything significant. I just want to be able to say that truly I was part of God's kingdom and that I did, that I had the right attitude, that I had the right desire to please God and for God's will to be done, and that I lived for God all the days of my life. I'd like to be able to say that someday. I didn't walk away. I didn't give up. I didn't, I had none of those things, but I just, every time I fell, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Amen. Though I just man falls seven times, he'll get back up again. Amen. And uh, that thinking is, tonight goes along with what I'm trying to convey to you. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 58. I, and the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's a wonderful thing to think about tonight, that my success of life will not be based on my, just entirely on my choices or my education or how much money I earned in my life, but it's going to be based on the fact that I know that when I was a part of God's kingdom, it was, it was recognized that it was a help. God saw it as good. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. But my focus tonight is, is the beginning of this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. To be steadfast tonight is, is a meaty word. It has 
great worth and has importance tonight. And it's one of those things that if I could ever get a hold of what that means and apply my life to that in my life living for God, I will be successful much easier. Amen. Have you ever heard the saying, it's hard to live for Jesus easy, but it's easy to live for Jesus hard. When we're steadfast, that means something. It means that we're fixed in one direction. It means steadily directed, a steadfast gaze. It means firm in purpose, resolution, faith, and attachment. As a person, a steadfast friend, you might talk about, what were they? They were faithful to you. Amen. Unwavering as a resolution or a commitment. Faith, adherence, firmly established as an institution or a state of affairs. I, I'm living in the state of steadfast. Amen. Firmly fixed in, the, in a place or a position. Amen. Lord, I pray that you bless the word tonight. Lord, give us, Lord, meat that will, that will hang on our bones, will build our framework for God, that will allow us to live life to its fullest. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one here tonight, and we give you all the thanks and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So let's pull up Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 13. This is one of my favorite verses I like to throw out sometimes when I'm preaching. Jeremiah here penning these words, but he said, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. I want to tell you tonight that steadfastness, how we gain it in our life, how we, how we have it registered as part of the components of who I am, all happens through your heart. It's not, I'm going to, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, a little red caboose, you know, climbing a hill. It's not mind over matter. It's not even mind over mattress. <laughs> it's, it's having the right heart that when I talk about steadfast, I want God to know that I am in this. I am here for the duration. I am here to go all the way. Amen. I rejoice in living for God right now in, in, the, in the age that I am. And I fully intend when I get five years and 10 years and 15 years from now to, to still live for God. Amen. I want to be like Caleb. He said, I'm 70. I'm just as strong as I was when, when it first happened. Yeah, there's a certain matter of steadfastness there. Caleb hadn't shunned his purpose. It was in his heart to give for God. Amen. And so, then ye shall search for me when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. That's what God is looking for tonight, is how do you search for God with all of your heart? You do it by becoming grounded and founded in the faith and being able to be faithful to God. Have you heard people say, um, Characters measured by what you do when no one's watching. Well, I've got news for you. 
Steadfastness is something that God is always watching. But it's not to condemn you. It's for the Lord to say, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Faithful means that you kept at it. You kept doing what you needed to do. There are many reasons and times and seasons placed in in our lives tonight that uh, explain why someone takes a certain avenue or decision. I've heard people say, I had to do it if you would too if you were in the same situation. That's what we call situation ethics. (laughs) That's what you call, I did it this way because I was forced to. But steadfastness is the opposite of that, of saying, I am disciplining my life. I am going to be that vessel that has this in my heart tonight. I'm going to be faithful to God. Many crises have changed a person's direction, changed their attitude, changed their outlook on life. Sometimes it turns them upside down. Sometimes it turns them right side up. Cancer, smoking that, that brings about death of a loved one, a new relationship. Oh, the sky's the limit. You could list tons of ideas. All of these are things that happen. It's the events that happen in our lives. But steadfastness is the foundation that my life is building on. So whatever comes my way, I will deal with it based on my steadfastness to God. I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. I don't want any of my family to be hurt. I don't want anything bad to happen, but, but I'm going to build on a foundation of being steadfast for the Lord. And of course, words are cheap. I can't promise you what I'm going to be tomorrow because I haven't lived it yet, Casey. I can only tell you that to this point now, it's in my heart. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. We find ourselves changing Father Time's clock to fit our schedules and our needs. But I'm talking to you tonight about something that is not affected by time. It's not affected by crisis. It's not affected or should I say it's not overwhelmed by time, not overwhelmed by crisis. We are all blown away when something horrible happens in our life. And yet God builds this thing into our life where we are faithful and we see this stick-to-itness we have to keep on going. Self-will, self-centeredness, self-ambition, selfishness, all these are factors that keep us from stubborn, from steadfastness, not stubborn, steadfastness. My wife is stubborn. I'm talking about steadfastness tonight. I'm kidding. <clears throat> Just picking on her. Uh, John 5 and 44, let's read this verse. Jesus said, how can you believe which receive honor one over another? And seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Steadfastness is what brings honor to God only. 
John 7 and 18. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Something about in my entire makeup of who I am, my priorities, my sense of worth is in Christ Jesus. I'm not only baptized into Christ, but I also have my worth and my, and therefore I build my life on being steadfast to the God that I love. Amen. Does that make sense? Time and control and power have never been a prerequisite for God's will in our life. Matter of fact, all those things are typically things that draw us away from God's will because we, uh, we try to gain that power, we try to gain that strength, that upper hand in our own life. And that isn't really what God wants in our life. But the heart was meant for the Lord. Yearning, goals, ambitions, pleasures in God, desires that are meant in my pursuit of the Lord. These are things that God uh, enjoys and, and has in our lives. And so if he keeps us on this foundation of steadfastness, then these other facets can be added to us and we can enjoy life at its fullest. Peter talking to the Lord that day, saying, Lord, we've, we've given up everything. We've given up our fishing nets, our business, our homes where we live. And, and then Peter said, well, Lord, what are we going to get? Because if, if, Jesus got through telling all these people that were there around him, that, that heaven was something God had for them. And, and Peter said, what do we get? Because he thinking that he had the upper hand that we've done more for God. And Jesus said, oh, Peter, not only have I promised you life everlasting, but he said, I also will give you abundant living in this worth, in this world today. So how many tonight would could see in your own life that maybe there's a, there's a way to have more fulfillment in your life today. Not only heaven as a promise of tomorrow when we leave this world, but that God wants us to have life and that more abundantly. I don't think that that's necessarily talking about stuff. I think it's talking about our perspective on life. The worth of living our life. Amen. The heart was meant for the Lord. You know Jesus' words in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Today, if I could ever purpose and put before us, Lord, I'm going to set my commitment to you to be long-lasting. It's not going to be just today while I've got church tonight. But Lord, I'm going to live for you tomorrow morning when I get up and go to work. I'm going to live for you the next time I'm with friends, the next time I'm buying groceries, you know, blah, 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 blah. Every time of my life, I am going to have this new commitment that says, God, I'm a lifer. I'm in this for the haul, for the long haul. Amen. Because I believe that our hearts follow 
our desires. In Psalms 27 and verse number 8, When thou sayest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, O Lord, will I seek. King David here. He said, when, when your words said to seek my face, then my heart said, O Lord, thy face will I seek. David, David wasn't just satisfied to obey the law, the word. He wanted a relationship with God. Tonight, Job counted on his steadfastness as a right attitude before the Lord. Job 23, 8 through 12, I've got this on the screen. Let's see what Job says here. He said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job founded his life on a commitment that he had made previous to all the horrible things that happened to him in Job 1 and 2. Before he lost his children, before he lost all of his wealth, before his wife turned her back and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Before he had all those boils all over his skin and, and he was in misery, Job hung on this. I have kept your word. 